Cats Community and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more. Hey, Linda. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fan diddlyastic. Actually, I'm meowtastic. <laughs> Meow-tastic is my new favorite word. I love it. Yeah, I was out feeding community cats this morning, so I'm meow-tastic. And, well, meow-tastic to you. Thank you. Welcome back to Cats Community. And conversations. Here we are. Here we are. And we're on a Zoom call today. I'm so excited. I got tears in my eyes. I'm so excited. and, And it's our first international guest. Ever. Yes. Ever. Ever. We're moving on up in the world. We are moving on up. I was told you, Brenda. (laughs) No, I'm Linda. Oh, my God. It's been a bit of a morning. It has. It's been a bit of a shit show. Yeah. Anywho. Yes. I will pass it off to you to do the introduction of our lovely guest. Our international guest. Our international guest. From Manchester, England. It is my pleasure. I've got goosebumps. I'm so excited. I see that. Do you see that? I do. Um, I want to introduce my longtime friend, Sam Malone. Uh, Sam is actually originally from Calgary, but he is on a Zoom call right now with us from Manchester, England. Thank you so much for joining us uh, today, Sam. We appreciate it so, so much. And welcome to the show. Welcome to our show, Cats Community and Conversation, Sam Malone. Oh, well, thank you so much, Linda and Michelle. (laughs) It's been absolutely lovely to hear your voices. Oh, my um, God. I feel like I'm talking to my family right now. I'm like, no, this is not it. This is <laughs> Sam Malone. Now, Sam and I go way back, actually. To, I think it was 2015, Sam, when we took our master's program and we started it, maybe. And Because I, I think we yeah. graduated in 2017. Yeah, I'll drop the accent. So, <laughs> Thank um, you. Yes. You can throw it in any time you'd like, though. Yeah, I, I, I was going to throw these two through a loop. So that's why I switched to a more... Queen's English uh-huh. accent. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think 2015. Yeah. yeah. So we started at the UFC together in our master's program in adult education and clicked. We just clicked right away, me mm-hmm. and Sam. I know. Big hearts to you, buddy. Big hearts. And um, so then Sam moves over to the UK and he's taken the UK by storm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I need to reach out to my pal and see what's going on. So, Sam. Tell us all about yourself. What is it exactly that you're doing in the UK? What What's your title, buddy? So I'm called a spoken voice and accent coach. Oh. So I work primarily with drama conservatoires okay. across the UK. And I work in theater and film. I also work in politics and with lawyers as well as entrepreneurs on how to open up their voice so that they have impact and vocal and physical presence when they speak wow have you ever met anybody famous sam that i might know go on tell yes. me who, you met. <gasps> who? <laughs> well <laughs> I, I don't know. closer to the computer we're like who did you meet? i don't think our faces can get any closer in um the screen either. well i i i've worked with a few people i'm not going to mention like name name mm-hmm. two big names uh so for example at one of the schools I'm at has one of the people who was on Game of Thrones. Uh, a number of my students, and bear in mind, I've only been a voice teacher three years, are the lead on Mamma Mia on the West End. One was on as, I believe, young Hermione 
um, or possibly Rose Granger Potter from Harry Potter on the Cursed Child on the West End. Um, another student was the first Welsh uh, actor on the first Welsh TV show on the Netflix, on Netflix, not the Netflix, and a few others like that. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, everybody. I feel, I feel like I'm in the presence of celebrity. I do too. Of, of celebrity status here. Yes. Wonderful. Now, Sam, you went from adult education. What took you into voice? Mm-hmm. What What brought you to that on that path? Well, so my undergrad was in international business from the University of Calgary. Yeah. Okay. And then I did a master's in education because I was working in IT healthcare oil and gas mm-hmm. back in Calgary and surrounding area. So Edmonton as well. And in my undergrad in business, I took a lot of electives in acting and probably to the annoyance of my father, I remember getting off the stage and him going, Oh, you should have done a double major in acting. And I almost like murdered him. I was like, <laughs> me. I was like, I just got off the stage. I was like, I had to audition uh-huh. for acting. Um, but my voice teacher at the time became my mentor. Because, um, as we all know, Calgary can be relatively conservative. And back in the day, uh, because I'm much older than I look and sound, I was called the F word quite a few times while walking down the street in Calgary. Mm. And um, people were just like rude about that kind of thing at the time. It's much better now. But she was teaching me to shift my voice, which I could do for you in a moment. Um, if I felt unsafe and I asked her to teach me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, oh, oh. So if I'm talking down here in my, uh, more like masculine style sound, then I can switch my voice if I'm feeling unsafe, which people say, well, that's not your voice. Well, then who is it coming from? Well, it's coming from me, but it doesn't matter if I'm like talking like this or if I'm talking like this or if I'm talking like this doesn't really matter it's all my voice and whatever that expression is okay and so that's why i became a voice teacher because yes i love teaching in the theater world but i believe everyone's vocal expression is really important and that they should be allowed the space to take up vocal space mm-hmm. that yeah. is beautifully said because there's so many times where and i this is just my own experience where i've made myself small So I don't take up space. Like I was very much a wallflower when I was a child, right? Like, but I knew in inside of me, like there was this performance that wanted to come out in a sense, right? And I was never taught how to use that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've never been like that. So I don't. I think that's why I love you so much, Linda. I I really do. I think that's the reason why is because you are like who I wanted to be when I was a child. Oh, so thank you for that. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Back to Sam. Back to Sam. I, I, I think that's really good, though, like a good point, because especially so I work with a number of communities, whether it's women, typically women in business, actually, um, trans community, LGBTQ community, which I know fall under the same umbrella. But yeah, a lot of the time people are undermining themselves physically and vocally, Mm -hmm. whether they're aware of it or not. And then, yeah, and they get, they undermine the respect that they get or are 
given because of the way they're interacting. Mm-hmm. So I feel you, Michelle. I feel you. Oh, thanks, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so now you mentioned we you mentioned that you do a lot within the theater and within like the drama schools and that sort of thing, but you also do a lot with business as well too. Can you tell me a little bit or tell us a little bit about what your experience has been in the business community? Um, okay. Uh, I really wanted to say, and I'm just going to say it because you're here, Linda, and you are like very free with your words. And I love it. And I also love it. Love you that way as well. Like Michelle said, right, Michelle? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I would say that I think business folk tend to be very vulnerability adverse. Yes. That, um, even breathing or speaking in public is like a big outside their comfort zone, no, no space for them. Okay. So yeah. Sorry, Linda. No, go ahead. Yeah, no. So I, I find that it's very interesting to work with people. Um, I, I actually just recently got a publisher, so I'm writing about some of these things. Uh, yeah. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. So, and what I'm talking about in that is how sometimes, especially men, actually, when I start to give them feedback, it's like, they always need to go to their meeting or like, oh, I'm busy now. Or yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. And then they have to leave. I'm like, okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. As to the ladies tend to be very open to the feedback, although it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not being harsh, but I'll just like point things out. And then the men tend to like run away. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Do, do you think it's a, a fear of having to be vulnerable in that moment to accept that feedback? I, I think so. I think like, as like Brene Brown would say that mm-hmm. men in particular are conditioned or trained or whatever you want to say towards not feeling vulnerable so feeling strong. So then when I start to point out areas of where vocally or physically they might be not doing that, um, then I think it makes them feel very seen in a way they've never been seen before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you started talking about that, Sam, I gave Michelle that nudge there because we actually both her and I work for the same company now and we're doing Mm. a lot of work on um gender equality sorry gender equality what does that look like um especially for men in the health services so we will need to speak with Sam Mm -hmm. um off air as well too about that because that's very interesting um so you're doing it with the business community you're doing it with the theater now, can I just want to jump back a little bit because you had mentioned the trans um, gender demographic and you've been working with them. And we are noticing, I'm noticing more and more here now mm-hmm. than I've ever noticed before, um, those people that are transitioning. So what does that mm. look like from a vocal coach perspective, Sam? What are you doing to to help those individuals? So transgender voice, I think, is quite complicated for a number of reasons so gender okay hello listeners we're going to talk about gender here we go it may make you uncomfortable but we'll see how it goes so sex is different than gender Mm -hmm. so sex is 
biological. So whether it's having certain body parts or having chromosomes, that's what sex is. As to gender, is typically an expression of masculinity and femininity if we're looking in a Western context. Okay. So gender is societal. Mm-hmm. So the example I tend to give to people is if you have a pink bike, what kind of gender is that? Oh, it's a girl's bike. If you have a blue bike, it's a boy's bike. However, if it's a gray bike, does it have a gender or is it just a bike? Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so we're, we're learning how gender operates. What is the difference between a kilt and a skirt? Arguably nothing, but we've gendered them. Right. Yes. yes. 100%. Good point. So gendered in voice becomes complicated because you need to think of the context in which you're working in. So a gay voice in, let's say, Ukrainian does not sound the same as a gay voice in English. They don't have the same language markers. Mm, Interesting. Or like a female voice in the UK is typically, quote unquote, lower than a female voice in Canadian because of where the accent sits. Right. So in when working with transgendered folk, so female to male is typically easier because if they're on testosterone, the vocal folds thicken. And so that means it's almost like going through puberty. So in the academic literature, it's a thing called chrononormativity. So chrono meaning time, normativity meaning normal. So queer people are non-chrononormative because it's almost like they have a second or sometimes even a third adolescence. Okay. Wow. So a lot of queer people don't actually date until like mid-20s. So it's almost like they're going through adolescence in terms of dating a decade later. Okay. Or in terms of hormone therapy, if they're starting, some people maybe even at 60 are going through an actual physical puberty again on the hormones at that time. Okay. So in terms of vocal folds, the vocal folds will thicken with testosterone. However, with estrogen, it does not thin the vocal folds. So if you're born male sex, however, then transition to female gender and then body possibly changing with sex as well, Mm -hmm. then it's very difficult because there are surgeries, but they can be very dangerous. But to get some of those ranges that females typically sit in, it, it's a lot more vocal work or strain, possibly, if you're not doing it correctly. Interesting. Look at what we've learned today. I know. I'm fascinated. I am too. This is amazing. It is. So are you, you're working then with that demographic, Sam? You're working with those people? A little bit, yes. I um, have been more focused on theater and film okay. and drama conservatoires and business as of late. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I do take on trans clients or people, not that they're in the same category as people with a stutter. I'm working with a gentleman with a stutter right now as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So can I ask what took you to England? Yeah. So to become a voice teacher, uh, you have to go to a voice university. I did my MFA in voice. So the MED with Linda, mm-hmm. and then an MFA in voice. And I re- attended the top voice school in the world, which is called the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama, also known as Central. So it's a very big acting school. And that's what took me there. And now I've been very lucky because I'm at 
some of the top drama schools in the world. I'm the main voice tutor at Central for musical theater. I'm at RADA, which is like Juilliard. Uh, we have the New York students over right now that I'm teaching from NYU Tisch and also at Guildhall and a few others. So I've been very lucky in my three years as a voice teacher. That's amazing. So are you then you're obviously there on a work visa, are you? Or have you have you like taken the plunge, Sam? Are you well, like- so n- no, so I am single. However, I so <laughs> I was on a Canadian youth mobility visa. So for anyone who's in Alberta, uh, I think part of the reason I was wanting to do the podcast as well is because I don't want queer folk in particular or people in Alberta who might feel like they're made for something bigger or something more fast-paced to feel stuck. So I did a two-year youth mobility visa, which I believe is good up till 31. So you can work and study. And I chose that over a student degree so I could actually work while studying. Yep. And then I got an entrepreneurial visa through my university for two, um, then an extension for COVID. So three years. And now I've just applied and been very lucky to get the global talent visa. Um, So it's kind of like the Einstein visa in the US. So you have to have won a number of awards and been part of big shows to get it. So I was very grateful because I've been awarded that visa for five years. That's amazing. Yay for sale. Bravo, bravo. Now, question. Have you, you mentioned awards. Uh, Can you tell us about some of them that you've received? Um, so I'm on Euro in Euronews magazine. So I didn't, I've worked with students who have been in shows that have won an Olivier, which is like a Golden Globe kind of thing in the UK. Uh, I have worked on a show with a, uh, person who was on It's a Sin, um, which is a very big UK queer show. It's kind of like Heartstoppers, but it experiences the HIV epidemic that took place okay. mm-hmm. in the UK. It's kind of like Pose, if you've heard okay. of Pose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those as well as, hmm, I had references from some of the head voice people in the country and a few other things like that. So because I was working on those projects, yep. I am in association with those awards. And then I got awarded the, it's called Exemplary Promise. So it means that I'm an up and coming in my field. That's amazing. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Well, and I like how in Canada I can say these things because in the UK they see it as bragging. But in Canada, it's more like credibility. Uh Like I'm not just some random, some random person being like, oh, I teach voice. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like, no, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, Okay, Sam, just on a side note here. what are your thoughts on Harry and Meghan? Oh, <laughs> Woo. I knew you were going to ask up, this. Up, so funny. You, you know, you, li- Linda, you have taken me down like a whole rabbit hole. I am just saying because uh-huh. like cats community and conversation. I listen to like every episode. I, I listen to you on the tube. Actually, actually I download your episodes before Thanks. I go on the tube yeah. in London. Yeah. And uh, I keep watching shows. I was just watching a show about a murder podcast where they solve a murder. And I was like, this is like Linda's podcast. This is amazing. And Michelle's podcast. Yeah. Maybe 
Thanks. Anyway, back to Harry and Megan. Now, enough of that. What are, what are your thoughts on those two crap thoughts? Um, I, I don't. Hmm. I think they're in a very precarious situation, in the sense that I think there's a lot of political ties to the monarchy in the UK that aren't seen the same way as here. Mm-hmm. It's very, very divisive here. There's a very the word class is used a lot here in the UK, which we don't really hear back home, like yeah. at all. Like my students will say to me, and I'm just gonna butcher their accent, but here we go. <laughs> oh, I'm proud working class. Or like, oh, I'm pa- proud working class. Like I don't want to be like they'll tell me I'm proud to be working class and they'll yeah. be like so I think it's very divisive that way. I think that I'm not super up to date with it because I don't tend to follow very much media because then if I work with them, I don't have any preconceived notions. Oh, he is so smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, I think that, yeah, when they moved away, I think there's a lot of pressure that you see from things like the crown where you kind of get an inside look into their lives and Mm -hmm. how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I love about Sam is that he kind of not really answered the question, but he did in a very polite mature way not like me where i'm like what do you think of those crap you know but sam ever the professional it was so gentle and so, so uh kind kind yes oh and oh oh, oh. <laughs> and now our meeting's gonna end in 10 minutes sam but we'll keep on talking because we could we're this is going to be an eight-part miniseries sam it, i'm it, just saying i love it, it will be. love it yeah, it will be okay sure. um so uh royal family what else do we want oh the rain what do you think of all the rain in the uk sam when you come from alberta where it doesn't really rain much honestly so i know this statistic because i was complaining about it yeah (laughs) i was really complaining about it uh firstly i don't like how it gets really cold because of the humidity so it's a wet cold and i do believe that growing up in alberta i'm used to a dry climate so even though i've been here for five years i still get very cold with a wet like a humid cold. Yeah. So Calgary on average gets 333 days a year of sunlight. Mm-hmm. Manchester mm-hmm. gets 18 days in total of sun. <laughs> oh my God. Spread, ac- spread across maybe an hour or two every so often. Like I, last summer it was, it was gray all summer. Like literally it was like, this isn't summer. This is Vancouver in the winter. <laughs> Oh my god! And that cold just sinks into Ugh. your bones. Like I'm always cold yeah. when I go over oh. there. Always, yeah. Whew. Okay. That's so, sad. Oh, and Sam, can I ask you about your curly hair? Do you still have the curls? Because I love that about you. Yes, I do have my curls. This is what you get for being uh, mixed race Korean, <laughs> German, <laughs> Irish, Ukrainian. <laughs> I love don't ever get rid of the curls. It's just so looks so good on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's good. Right on. Um yeah. I was also very interested to hear about your theater stuff going on. I think it was um the guy from the radio station. Oh, the yes. full Monty's coming up here. Oh, and I've got tickets. Gonna check it out. Amazing. Yes. We actually love the little community theater that yes. we have here in Medicine Hat. We've seen some great shows there's about a group of six of us we go out for dinner three couples we'll go out for dinner then we go to the theater and we've got the full monty now i was kind of hoping it would be the uk version Mm -hmm. but i think to try and have them master the accent would be a bit difficult so it's actually going to be following four guys out of uh, new york 
You know, I think that's amazing, though, because I think that's what theater is about. And trying to get those accents from different areas, people do the best of their ability. Like, people here will always go later, and they'll try to sound super American or Canadian. And I don't know. I think that's part of it. I think that's what creates the magic. So, And if the text needs to change to move to New York, then... Why not? We'll have like well, a New York full Monty. I get Duncan and his English accent and his two buddies' English accents to audition for the full Monty because I, <laughs> you know, was all over it like a fat kid on yeah. Smarties, but they had no part of it, Sam. None. They're like, no. Oh, how dare they? Like, I why? Know. Would- I was yeah. so disappointed. Anyway, we're going to go and watch Steve Kryzak in his little, uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be great. Yeah. It'll be amazing. It will be. And now I think we're going to end. How much time do you think? We yeah, we left? should, we should probably maybe put a pin in it, but we'd love to have you back, Sam. Now, you, if you have time in your schedule, we'd love to continue the conversation. Do you have time right now, Sam? Like I can get my zoom yeah. activated. I know you had somewhere to go tonight, like maybe a hot date or something. <laughs> no, we're going for ramen. <laughs> Manchester, you don't want to date anybody in Manchester. <laughs> But to be fair, it's one of the gay capitals of the UK, like 5 million people, like a gay street called Canal Street, which there's so many jokes we could make about that. But anyways. (laughs) All right. Well, let's end this one, Sam. And then I'm going to bring up my Zoom account. I'll send you the link and we're going to keep talking. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Okay. See you in a minute. All right. Bye. Bye.